More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Today on More to Life, Building Blocks. Does setting boundaries seem mean or even intimidating? We're going to show you how healthy boundaries can lead to healthier relationships. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, building blocks. We're talking about setting boundaries, actually. Uh, And is there someone in your life that you need to set better boundaries with? You know, maybe you feel like someone in your life is taking advantage of you, demanding too much of your time or emotional energy, or not respecting your no. Whatever that is, whether it's uh, a no to a request for help or uh, letting them know that the way they're behaving is hurtful or inappropriate and they keep doing it anyway. You know, all relationships need boundaries, but sometimes it's hard to know how to set them. And it can be even harder to know how to enforce them when other people don't like those boundaries. So let us help you build the healthy boundaries that can lead to healthier relationships today on More to Life. The number to join the conversation is 877-573-7825. Again, that number, 877-573-7825. Perhaps it's, it is the person, as you're saying, Greg, that you're trying to set boundaries with that keep acting like a bull in a china shop and blowing past any boundaries you try to set. But perhaps you're just struggling with how to set them in the first place. Perhaps you don't like conflict. Perhaps you think that to be like Jesus, you have to just be kind to people and let them get away with things and make sure that there's no arguments and no stress between you. Perhaps nobody ever taught you that it was okay for you to say no, that your job in the world is to make everybody else happy. Whether there's somebody giving you a hard time and they're just not listening to any boundary you set. And that can go from, you know, your toddler that will not accept any kind of correction to your teen that is blowing past any kind of family rules that you set to anybody in your life that is just demanding too much of you. Or it can be that you just aren't sure what's okay to do and how to do it when it comes to setting limits and boundaries. Maybe you're afraid to lose that person. They're obnoxious, but you don't want to lose them entirely. If you say no or set a boundary, maybe you're afraid they're going to run away, but you've never really tried, so you don't really know. It can be complex. It can be confusing. Relationships often are, but we do have to be able to have healthy 
holy relationships, and boundaries are often part of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, as Christians, we often worry, um, you know, reasonably so, uh, about what kind of boundaries are appropriate to set with people. You know, because we know that we're called to be generous, we know that we're called to serve others, uh, and to make ourselves available to others and use our gifts to bless others. And, and you know, that, that's a really good thing. Um, it, it's good to be able to do good things for other people. Um, but, but we are allowed to set boundaries. And, uh, in fact, the theology of the body helps get some clarity on what that actually looks like. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's theology of the body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections where he looked at creation and salvation history uh, through a lens that enables us to discover God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body does remind us that we are called to communion. That is our destiny, to be one with God and each other. And yet, in the Christian vision of unity, becoming one with God and the communion of saints doesn't require the destruction of the self. That is the total denial of our God-given needs and hopes and even dreams. We're made in the image and likeness of God. Now, God is a trinity who is one God, but still three distinct persons. And like him, even though we're called to live in communion, we still get to be our very own selves. We're allowed to protect and assert our own God-given needs, hopes, and dreams. Even in the next life, when we are completely united with God in the communion of saints, we'll still be us. And that's why healthy boundaries are important. They allow us to get close to other people, while still allowing us to maintain our own integrity and dignity as persons who deserve to be known and loved, not just as a means to someone else's end or an extension of somebody else's ego, but as people in our own right. Healthy boundaries allow us to pursue unity with others in a manner that's still respectful of our dignity as unique and unrepeatable persons. Healthy boundaries are never intended of being a way of hurting other people. And they aren't usually a way of cutting people off, although sometimes that can be necessary. The fact is, in any relationship, healthy boundaries help us stop focusing on protecting ourselves from others so that we can focus on the more important work of giving ourselves to others. So those are just some first principles to kind of keep in mind as we talk about this idea of setting boundaries in, a, in Christian relationships boundaries that allow us to give of ourselves and be generous to others while being safe and protecting our own needs and our own dignity and integrity. Still, in practice, it can be hard to do, so let's talk about how to make it happen in your life. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. You know, it's interesting because as we were talking about, you know, the Trinity and being three distinct persons and being our own selves... I think of all of the people that I've talked to, especially the moms out there, who say they don't even know who themselves is. 
you know, you've you've completely been pouring out for the spouse, the kids, the parents, the whoever, all your life, and you hear, you're allowed to be your own distinct person, and you think, who in the world is that? I haven't met that person in ages, if I ever did. And the idea of setting boundaries, well, you don't know where your property lines are, really. You don't even know what land is yours in terms of who you are. And you're thinking, how do I set a boundary when all I've ever done is make sure everybody else is happy? I don't know who I am. So whether it's that or you know exactly who you are, but somebody is continuing to be too obnoxious to observe the boundaries you're setting, we are here for you today on More to Life, 877 573 7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, then we'll start taking your calls about the boundaries you need to set with the difficult people in your life. In the name of the Father, Father and, and the, the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence, and we thank you for your servant, St. John Paul, reminding us, as you often remind us in Scripture, that we are made in your image and likeness. And that means that we get to be our own person, even as we are pursuing the communion we're called to live in, just as you are one God with three persons. Help us to know what that looks like in our relationships, so that we can use the boundaries, not that separate us from others, but that allow us to give of ourselves to others in healthy ways while protecting the fact that we are unique and unrepeatable persons with our own needs and desires and hopes and dreams and goals. Help us to know how to set healthy boundaries that allow our relationships to flourish and thrive and also protect us from the unhealthy and sinful ways that we can often fall into treating each other. Guide us with the wisdom that we need to set boundaries that lead to healthier, holier relationships and serve the communion to which we are called to live. We ask this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the Father, Father and the Son, Son and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great, pray, pray for us. Today on More to Life, Building Blocks is the name of the show, but we're talking about setting boundaries. And if you feel like setting boundaries with people is confusing or mean <laughs> or just intimidating, we're going to show you how healthy boundaries can build healthier holier relationships, give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let us know, is there someone in your life that you need to set better boundaries with, but you're not sure what that would look like? You know, maybe someone you care about is taking advantage, uh, demanding too much of your time or emotional energy, or not respecting uh, your no, uh, or the limits you're attempting to set on their offensive behavior. Uh, you know, all relationships need boundaries but sometimes it's hard to know how to set them and even harder to know how to enforce them, especially when people push back. So give us a call and let us help you build the healthy boundaries that lead to healthier, holier relationships. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with our first caller of the day who's listening to EWTN Radio in Oklahoma on Oklahoma Catholic Radio. Hi there, listener. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today? Sure. Thank you for your show, and thank you for taking my call. So sure, I'm up? struggling with in my relationship with my wife mm-hmm. um, to set healthy boundaries. So we're coming up on our 11th 
marriage anniversary just to give some context congratulations and uh, you know multiple times i find that uh, she does she struggles to respect you know my no and my well, boundaries we, that i give me an example give me an example out. of a boundary that you'd want to set here though so for example i you know initially in our marriage i i i went full transparency um you know sharing bank accounts just giving her access to everything the phone and everything but mm -hmm. i found that she was using some of you know access to my phone in an unhealthy manner and if i had a personal conversation with my family member she would want to be there even when i didn't accept her presence in that particular meeting so that's one of the boundaries i set which you know she found that she found to uh, be, well uh, I, I mean I'm, i guess i'm curious why would you feel the need to set that boundary what 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 is what's the what, what's yeah what's the problem exactly so the problem there was you know she tends to misinterpret things and uh so i have i can i i, I have my brothers and sisters and sometimes we have conversations that we want to keep private in our family in the, they don't necessarily concern anyone else well but they do and concern her because you know you're you're called i mean i i you, as a christian you're called to cleave and leave right yeah and as a catholic in a catholic marriage your primary obligation is to your wife yeah, not your family you've created origin. a sacrament with her so and you've if, you've said you know as the bible tells us you leave father and mother that includes our brothers and sisters and cling on to your wife the two of you are the ones who should be holding each other's counsel and being each other's spiritual partners and to, for her to be able to do that she needs to know what's going on in your life yeah and and honestly um if there if there's any privacy here it should be between you and your wife not you and your family um so that's a disordered boundary uh and and uh, you don't have a right to set that in a christian marriage now if i'm understanding you, you know you're saying sometimes she misinterprets things and i can understand that that might lead to conflict and disagreement and you're trying to address that issue and that, that that's fine that's a perfectly legitimate concern um but telling her that she can't be part of those conversations uh or share in those parts of your life is not the way to do it um you, you need to learn healthier ways of dealing with conflict and healthier ways of managing communication in your marriage um it's not your place to say, you know, wife, you're not allowed to be part of this conversation or be involved in this part of my life. Um, you need both of you, and not just you, but, but you both need to learn how to manage whatever under misunderstandings or disagreements or conflicts come up as a result of those conversations. But but you don't have a right to keep her out of that stuff. Um, and, and especially, you know, especially when you're talking about, oh, well, you know, we have our family, family of origin has things that we need to talk about that don't involve her. No, that's everything that uh, everything every, that involves you involves everything her. Everything would involve her. You know, if you're making decisions about your elderly parents, that's going to involve her. If you're making decisions about family businesses or family finances, or family that's holidays. going to involve it's her. All involves it her. All involves her. She is your other half. And and this idea of compartmentalizing her away from all of those conversations. Now you can say to her, as Greg was saying, you can say, "Honey, well, we have this conversation. Uh, you're welcome to be here, but if you have a question, let me explain it to you later because we all have to get this this conversation done so everybody's on the same page. You know, please don't react in the middle. Let let me be able to walk you through it later. Or if she's Something not sure like how to that. do that, and the guys do not handle that well, then you get the counseling that you need to learn how to deal with those things more effectively. Again, it's a perfectly legitimate concern of yours to, that that you don't want unnecessary conflict or misunderstanding to impact your marriage perfectly reasonable but the the your 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 solution to that problem is it, making it worse 
Uh, I mean, just on a psychological level, anytime you cut somebody out, it makes them feel even less secure. So it, ca- it pushes them to do even sneakier things to try to get the information they need to feel secure in the relationship. Or to protect herself. So, you know, if, if this was a different situation, I, I won't say your wife would ever do this, but if you're withholding your phone or you begin to withhold money, she's going to feel threatened and she's going to feel like she needs to do things like check on what's going on for real in your on your phone because she might be afraid you're doing something that's inappropriate. You mentioned your finances, too. I mean, I'm not sure what, what reason you would possibly have for, you know, keeping your finances separate unless she was, you know, spending all of her money in gambling or something like that, but but, but you didn't indicate that. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm concerned that your attempts to avoid conflict in the marriage uh, is, is leading you to an unhealthy solution that will lead to even deeper insecurity in the relationship. So the only answer to that is to learn better skills for communicating effectively and managing conflict well. So uh, programs like Marriage Encounter, for example, would be a wonderful resource for you to help strengthen your communication skills. Um, Books like our book, um, either For Better Forever, A Catholic Guide to Lifelong Marriage, or How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love, two great titles that could really help you learn some of these skills that would enable you to negotiate these misunderstandings and conflicts more effectively, or even seeking good marital counseling to get the skills that you need. But the the, the answer is not to bring down the hammer and avoid those conversations. In fact, in Ephesians 5, we're really taught that we're supposed to defer to Christ together to Christ, and we can't do that if we're not communicating all the information, if we're withholding any part of ourselves from each other. And I will add this, if we are not praying about all our decisions and all the things going on in our life together and really asking God to lead us and guide us in that, and you can't be doing that if you're saying, nope, this part of my life is not for you. Now, for, for you and for any other listener who might be saying, well, so are you saying you shouldn't have any boundaries at all in marriage? Well, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is a healthy boundary in marriage is, says, here is a healthy way to have this conversation, and I'm willing to have the, this healthy conversation with you, but I'm not willing to have this in an unhealthy way, right? So you're giving the person a healthy way forward, but you're, but you're, 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 say, you're setting boundaries around the unhealthy behaviors. A, a boundary in marriage is not saying you're not allowed to be part of my life in this area. You know, I'm, I'm walling off this whole part of myself or my life. That, in a Christian marriage, that's completely inappropriate. So hopefully that clarifies the nature of boundaries in marriage and uh, gives you a way forward to address your concerns about you know, the conflict that results from the misunderstandings that uh, you know, come from when your wife becomes aware of different conversations with your family. But I hope it also challenges you to uh, be more open and uh, vulnerable with your wife and learn those skills that you need to manage those things instead of trying to wall off those parts of yourself. And I will say that really requires the virtue of courage from you. There's something about this that you're not using all the courage that you can get from the Holy Spirit in this, either to not be afraid of the conflict or to be more vulnerable with her or whatever that is. So it's actually a very masculine trait to do all of those things because you're really leaning into the courage you need that God will give you if you pray this through. Again, if you need more resources on this, our books For Better Forever, A Catholic Guide to Lifelong Marriage, or How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love can provide additional skills. Marriage Encounter is a wonderful program to take advantage of, or you can also learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice at catholiccounselors.com. With that, we've got to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls. Plus, we'll be joined by Father Thomas Loya, who'll be sharing some insights on how healthy boundaries facilitate holy relationships. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues after the break. 
Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak from More to Life. Would you like to have a better family life by Christmas? Join us Monday, December 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, for our free webinar, A More Peaceful Family by Christmas, A Catholic Parent's Guide to Advent. In Advent, we're called to make more room in our hearts and homes for Christ. Discover how the grace of Advent can help you celebrate the loving, faithful family life God wants for you. And it's free. Just register at catholichom webinar. That's catholichom webinar. See you there. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Finding good health care, encouragement for healthier living, or solid spiritual direction can be frustrating. That's why the Catholic Healthcare Alternative, CMF Curo, is offering a health sharing option. Curo's Christ centered wellness services include Catholic wellness coaching, spiritual direction, and a Catholic community supporting your health and wellness needs. Visit cmfcuro.com to learn more. That's cmfcuro.com where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, we're talking about boundaries on our show titled Building Blocks. If you're struggling to set boundaries with the people in your life, uh, or the people are pushing back against the boundaries you've set, you're not sure how to deal with that, we are here to help you find graceful answers to those challenging questions about boundaries. 877 573 7825. Joining us right now, Father Thomas Loya. He is the founder and director of the Tabor Life Institute. He is a pastor, a counselor, and an expert on the theology of the body. Father Loya, welcome to More to Life. Thank you very much. I uh, asked a friend of mine that when I die, he's supposed to inscribe on my tombstone, it's all about boundaries. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, that's, 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 that's quite a message. That's so. a lead-in. Why is that, Father Loya? <laughs> That's how important they are. <laughs> well, tell us about that, because I think a lot of Christians really think that, that we're not allowed to have boundaries, but you're suggesting that really boundaries are an essential part of healthy, holy Christian relationships. Why is that? Oh, absolutely. What I would like to recommend is a, kind of an image I find helpful. As you mentioned, the Trinity, we're distinct persons, yet we can become unity. Okay, so imagine as a distinct person, we have a kind of a fence around us that protects our individuality, our personhood. But that fence, and this is very important, that fence has gates on it, and this is the most important thing, the gates are controlled from the inside. In other words, from us. We decide who comes in, how far they come in, how long they stay, or who stays out, or when they leave, etc., relationally speaking. Unhealthy boundaries are ones in which we have no gates or we have no fence at all. 
So you have to have like a kind of a fence around you, but the gates open and close according to how you control them. And you have to establish those very early on. See, the thing we have to avoid is we're so hungry for intimacy, relationality, because God made us that way. And also there's a lot of hurt today, a lot of breakdown in that. So we're lonely, we're desperate and so on. So a lot of people kind of charge into intimacy. They want it so badly. Or they allow intimacy to come into them. It's sort of like enmesh and crash into each other. And then it ends badly, you know, because you find out who each other is. You start to bump heads and all that. And suddenly all that intimacy uh, it, you know, goes away, and it's just a sad ending. You don't have to have that. Be, know that you want intimacy, we desire intimacy, but we can't go rushing into it. You have to build a relationship, and do that with these boundaries. And it's whenever someone maybe doesn't like you setting a boundary, you have to just reassure them, this is actually the way I can be best to you. I can be gift to you and you to me. This is a loving thing that I'm doing, if they question you. A lot of times people don't, you don't have to tell them. You sort of do the boundaries, and they start to learn, and they start to get it. But the hardest thing is resetting the boundaries. Once boundaries have been crossed, you didn't have strong boundaries, uh, then you have to reset them. And it's okay to do that. You don't have to go either or. You don't have to, like, dump the person or they dump you. We do that a lot today, which is unfortunate. All you got to do is explain to the person we have to reset some things here so our relationship can continue to be healthy and mature because I, I value it. Well, and I, I appreciate what you're saying here because, again, when, when most people think about boundaries, they think about cutting people off. That they, you know, we either go between not having any boundaries at all, or now I'm going to build the Berlin Wall. Um, and, and what you're exactly. suggesting here is that that there are there are a lot of other boundaries, smaller boundaries that we can set somewhere between those two states of being. Yes, absolutely, and and you have to reassure people that this is the best thing, and do it at the beginning. That's the best thing, but oftentimes we don't. We end up. Uh, getting enmeshed, so we have to kind of back off, reset them. Uh, don't make it either or. A lot of relationships are worth, you know, saving. You just have to kind of reset them, redefine them, and then continue on. At first, the person may be a little bit unsettled about that, but eventually they'll get it, and, and, and it works out. Certainly as a priest, I, I have to really be really, really careful about boundaries, you know, as a priest. So, Absolutely. Well, and everybody does. Well, Well, I want to thank you for for highlighting the importance of healthy boundaries and healthy, holy relationships. If folks would like to learn more about Father Loya's good work, they can go to TaborLife.org. That's T-A-B-O-R, Life.org, like the mountain, T-A-B-O-R, Life.org. And check it out. God bless Father Loya, and thank you so much for being with us today, sir. Thank you. And listeners, we're taking your calls about setting boundaries. You know, again, healthy boundaries aren't really about cutting people off at all. Uh, it's not an all-or-nothing proposition. It's about how do you structure those boundaries to allow healthy interaction while putting up limits to unhealthy interactions. Sometimes it's a little harder to figure out what that looks like in practice, though, and we're here to help. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that number, 877-573-7825. Connection with Teresa Tomio. The church isn't saying throw out the baby with the bathwater. Throw out all the media. Don't use the media. What the Pope is saying that make sure that what you are doing is enabling yourself and others to encounter Christ more deeply. And you can't do that unless you reach out. You have to reach out to God first. You have to encounter Him in the Eucharist in that personal relationship. And then you pray, you reflect, and then you go. In my book, Beyond Sunday, Becoming a 24-7 Catholic, I talk about the three M's of faith, meeting, mercy, and mission. You meet and encounter Christ, 
You enter into a personal relationship with him. He gives you mercy. And then what do you do? You just sit there and say, oh, thanks, Jesus. See you later. No, you go out on mission exactly as the woman at the well did. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. I don't think people should have negative fears of God. But I think you should get a lump in your throat. You should feel excited. Suppose I was going to take you and introduce you to the Pope or to the President of some country or something. You might get a little lump in your throat. Forget it. Every day, you, I, live and move and have our being in the presence of God. These are the class of feelings we should have. And we should have them to an intense degree if we really had the sight of Almighty God. These feelings are the feelings which we shall have if we realize His presence. And in proportion, as we believe that He is present, we shall have them. And not to have them is not to realize, not to believe that God is present to us. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, And I'm Lisa Popcheck, And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. Throughout Scripture, again and again, we hear that we're to not be afraid, that we must trust in the Lord and be confident in God's providence, deliverance, mercy, and constant care. As theologian Hans Urs von Balthasar once observed, quote, when one surveys even from a distance how often and how openly sacred Scripture speaks of fear and anxiety, an initial conclusion presents itself. The Word of God is not afraid of fear or anxiety, end quote. What a powerful observation. When we feel anxious, God wants us to wrap ourselves in His grace. But sometimes that's easier said than done. A good place to start is to take a moment to remind yourself of all the other times when you were sure you were doomed, but God came through. Allow yourself to relive the relief you felt in those past moments. Then praise God for His past faithfulness and ask for the grace to remember that He is still as faithful now as He was then. To learn more tips for overcoming anxiety, check out my book, Unworried, or visit CatholicCounselors.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, our show is titled Building Blocks, as we talk about setting boundaries. Does setting boundaries seem mean or intimidating or at least confusing? Is there someone in your life that you need to set better boundaries with? Or maybe you feel that they're taking advantage of you, demanding too much of your time or emotional energy, or not respecting your no, or attempt to set limits on their unhealthy or inappropriate behavior. Look, all relationships need boundaries, but sometimes it's hard to set them and even harder to know how to enforce them. So let us help you build the healthy boundaries that will lead to healthier, holier relationships. 877-573-7825. Of course, when it comes to setting boundaries, one place we, we, we don't want to have too many boundaries is when it comes to congratulating our EWTN radio family. We have two members we'd like to offer a big congratulations to today. Divine Mercy Radio in Melbourne, Florida is celebrating their 15th year with us this week. And My Father's House in uh, Oskaloosa, Iowa 
marks eight years with EWTN. So congratulations to Bob Grappi in Melbourne and Greg Pfeiffer in Iowa from your friends at EWTN and More to Life. God bless you guys. And please remember to support your local Catholic radio stations. They have been here for you, and we want to keep them there and growing stronger for you every day. We're taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825 about healthy boundaries that lead to healthy and holy relationships. Give us a call. Let's work it out together. Let's talk now with Barbara, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Georgia on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Barbara. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Well, I, I don't know how to set boundaries. I've tried everything I I. No, um, I'm 79, I'm a widow, my 48-year-old son moved in with me seven years ago with his little daughter, she was turning four then. At the time, he wouldn't let me make any rules with her, he said, you're not her parent, I'm her parent, and you can't tell her what to do, and, um... When he came, he had a lot of anger, and he had just cause for anger, and I thought I needed to let him let him get it out, you know. And, and um, so for five years, um, he raged, and I was his raging battering ram, and um, he, um, his language is terrible. Um, He's calmed down now, but now she's 10, and I'm getting the same kind of talk back from her that I, that I was getting from him and still do. Um, they, they have trashed my home, my, home, my yard. My, my house looks like it belongs in a ghetto. It's filthy, um, and I'm an OCD person, and um, I've... I've done everything I can think of, and I... I well, what does that you know, mean? What, what, when you say you've done everything you can think of, what have you done? Let's start there. Um, you know, I've told them that if things don't change, they have to leave. Um, and you've been telling him that for 10 years? No, he's been there seven years. I okay. Told him, I've told him twice. Um, he told me that I would have to evict him. He doesn't pay rent. But um, the last time he le- I told him he had to leave um, because he said he won't stay there because I'm always on him. I have to clean up at him after him like I'm a maid and her. And all right. So, Barbara, and, you know, here's what, 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 what you're saying to me. And first of all, I'm really, I'm, I'm just so incredibly sorry yeah, that you're in this awful. position. This is truly horrible. Um, but you're, you're seeing this as an all or nothing thing. You know where you know you either have to throw him out or let him keep taking advantage of you, and there are a lot of other boundaries that you could set in the meantime. Um, so number one, you know, you do need to tell him what your expectations are. But if he runs over those expectations, that gives you a right to set consequences, even if it makes him angry. Um, so for instance, you know, at this point in the game, if he leaves stuff lying around where it doesn't belong, I would bag it up, put it in a garbage can, and throw it out. And when he gets mad, you can say, well, you either clean up your stuff or it's going in the garbage. Um, if, you know, if, if, if he had, if, if one thing, another example might be, um, listen, uh, if you want to eat, 
you have to do the dishes. Or you have to pay for the groceries. And if he doesn't do that, then you go ahead and feed yourself, but don't make anything for them. Um, you know, th- there are lots of boundaries that you can set that say you, know, you can either respect my rules or you can suffer the consequences of not respecting my rules, or you can go. Th- those are your options. And, and Barbara, what you're falling into is the trap that a lot of people think is that they're setting boundaries when they say things. Um, or, or if they say things that make it sound really, really big and threatening, but we also know you're probably not going to follow through on, which actually reinforces them being horrible to you. So um, I, I, it's hard to start learning how to set boundaries, uh, you know, whenever you've been taken advantage of as long as you have. Um, but in fact, you're, you're not working for, the, for your son's good or your, your granddaughter's good um, by allowing them to continue to behave this way. You're, you're actually enabling, enabling truly unhealthy and even sinful behavior, uh, which is actually the sin of sloth, uh, believe it or not. When we have the power to uh, effect change, and when we see an injustice and we don't do anything about it because uh, you know, we're too lazy to do that or because we're too afraid to do that or whatever, that, that's the sin of sloth. That's not the sin of laziness. It's actually the sin of not responding positively to an injustice. Um, and so you know, that's what's happening here, Barbara. This is a really sinful dynamic that you've got going on where you have to set boundaries morally and psychologically. Now, how do you begin to learn how to do that? Well, you can start running with the suggestions we've talked about here on the show, but I suspect you're going to need more support. So uh, our book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People, talks about how to set healthy boundaries in any relationship that, that allow the relationship to heal while insulating yourself from the unhealthy aspects of it. Um, I do suspect you might need to seek some personal counseling, though, as well, um, because it's hard to set these boundaries, especially when somebody is you know, angry, like your son is, uh, and you're going to need somebody backing you up. Um, so ideally, working together as a family in counseling would be uh, the, best, the way to go. I have, suspect you'll have a hard time getting in there. So you getting the support you need to learn to set those healthy boundaries that, that uh, either invite him and your granddaughter to have a healthier relationship with you and a more responsible attitude toward life, or to have the, co- the courage to set the kind of boundaries that, that let them say, you know what, we can't live here anymore. Either way, you win. Uh, and frankly, they win too, because uh, then they're, in, you're, they're being challenged to be better people than they are. I will say this for all the listeners who might be relating to what you're going through, Barbara, or being on the front end of this. You, know, you did something that a lot of moms in particular would do. We're used to Oh, my child is hurting. They have a cold, they have the flu, they have the chicken box, whatever it is. Let me baby them. He came to you hurting with anger, and we often will treat it the same way. Oh, he'll get over it in a while. They'll, they just, he went through so much. And we let that illness of the anger eat away at that person's soul and their behavior because we're not challenging it and saying, look, there's a healthy way to deal with the injustice you've been through and an unhealthy way, and you are definitely moving into unhealthy way territory, I can be in your life and I can help you if we can work to actively make healthy choices here so that you can heal from this. I'm here to help you heal. I'm not here to let you fester. And so that's the mindset I want you to have moving on. But for all of our listeners who might be saying, well, I can really relate to that, know that treating any kind of emotional illness 
by just saying, oh, well, we'll just, it'll take care of itself if we just let you lie around and do nothing. It won't. It works very differently. So, again, Barbara, I hope that you'll be able to run with these suggestions, but if you do need more support, um, our book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People, um, and also our counseling practice, our pastoral counseling practice, catholiccounselors.com. Uh, learn more at those places. Thank you so much for the call, Barbara, and if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out. Excuse me. Our telephone number, 877-573-7825. We're talking about setting boundaries today on More to Life. If there's somebody in your life that you need to set better boundaries with because you feel like you're being taken advantage of or that person is demanding too much of your time or emotional energy, not respecting your no or your limits on their offensive behaviors, let's talk it out and find godly ways to set healthy boundaries that lead to healthier, holier relationships. 877 573 7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Psalm 147, verse 14. He makes peace in your borders. Short and sweet, but um, says a lot, especially on this topic of boundaries. Where does God make peace? In your borders, right? So you, that means you've got to have borders in order to have peace. You have to know what your property lines are. You have to be able to let other people know where they are. It might be one thing to have them, you know, with a recorder's office, and it's on a map, and you're like, yeah, I kind of know. No, your neighbors need to know. So they're not, like, you know, planting things on your property or knocking stuff down that's yours. You need to let people know that. If it can make sense with actual property lines, it makes even more sense in our mental physical and spiritual lives as well well with that in mind we are taking your calls about dealing with boundaries how do we set those borders that allow god to make peace in our hearts and in our relationships let's talk it out together 877-573-7825 more to life will continue right after this this program is brought to you in part by charity mobile a proud partner of ave maria radio for over 15 years Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. The binary choice between life and death is the engine that drives the entire story of human history. It's there in the garden where Adam and Eve made the wrong choice. It's there in the days of Cain and Abel when they have to choose between right and wrong worship. It's there with Joshua in chapter 24 where he says, Choose this day whom you will serve. And the binary choice is there with King David when Bathsheba catches his eye. It's there in Proverbs 14:12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. And it's there in Jesus' teaching. Will you build on the rock or will you build on sand? And when we talk about imitating Christ, we mean that we want to be like Jesus, who always makes the right choice, choosing God above created things. He chooses life, and for those who follow him, he promises abundant life, even eternal life. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today 
at boxofjoy.org. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we are talking about setting boundaries today on our show titled Building Blocks. If there's someone in your life that you need to set better boundaries with, let's talk it out together. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Andre, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Florida. Andre, welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out? Hey, uh, good morning. I thank you so much for uh, your time. And, Certainly. Uh, you know, uh, the wisdom that you guys offer. What can we do for you today? So uh, I'm calling because I had a concern here. Uh, so, uh, so I have a certain amount of money that it's, uh, um, you know, extra money uh, that uh, my family, uh, you know, we don't need. Uh, it's kind of like... Uh, like even if we didn't need it, um, you know, I, I, I'm trusting in the Lord to provide for anything else that we need. So um, uh, this doesn't even uh, uh, match any any part of tagging. Like for example, like it doesn't. This amount will not fulfill the ten uh, percent or tithing or anything. But anyways, uh, at least it's something that would help. And so in this case, uh, my parents might have financial needs. And so I wanted to say, okay, well, you know, just uh, have this extra money, and we could just uh, put in their account. Uh, and it's actually more from a rewards credit card, pretty much. Okay, uh, but what I'm seeing on the board is that you're asking if you should tell your wife if you give your parents this money. Yes, Is exactly. that your question? That's why wouldn't you? Uh, the reason why I uh, possibly wouldn't is because... Uh, Let's see. Um, well, w- number one, what if the answer is no, and then therefore there is no giving, and then uh, number two, um, what if the answer is yes, but then of course, what if the you know uh, the enemy tries to put thoughts in my head about like, oh, well, even if it's yes now, what if later on, um, you know, like that? Andre, Andre, I, I, I mean, so I got. There, there are several larger concerns that I have about your question here. About the kind of the, the whole how, because this this doesn't just speak to uh, an issue related to giving your parents money. This this kind of speaks to how you and your wife communicate and make decisions in general. Do, do you, the two of you pray together about things? Uh, well, uh, we actually just recently prayed together uh, the other day. But other than that, um, we rarely pray together um well so 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 let me let me let me speak in in general the short answer to your question is yes you have to talk to your wife about this i mean spiritually speaking all of that money is hers just like it's all yours right because we are one when we get married to each other we're one so from a christian moral perspective that money is all hers just as it's all yours and the two of you have to decide together in prayer 
how 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 to distribute that it's not about arguing it out and and tit for tat and who's you know the loudest in the situation it's about saying this is ours we love each other we want to make all of our decisions together so everyone is comfortable and served so we take it to god because he is the lord of all of our stuff including our money um so that's that's number one uh number two I, i'm really concerned with the, kind of the the your psychological state here because you're, you're you're talking about you know well what if she says no or let's start there and then and then the other thing you said was even more concerning in some ways um you said what if she said well you're not a little boy right um you're a man and you need to kind of step up and act like it you know as husbands and wives we don't get to say no to each other you, you say no to a child because a child doesn't know what's good for them right um you're teaching them what's good so sometimes you have to say no that's a parent-child relationship. In a partner relationship, you don't say no. You say, well, let's figure out how to make this work, right? So I go to Lisa and I say, hey, honey, there's this windfall, this money that we didn't expect that came in. I would like to help my parents with it. And she says, well, okay, but we have these other financial concerns as well. How could we come up with a plan whereby we could help your parents and attend to these financial concerns that I have. And that's what a healthy grown-up relationship looks like. It's not I'm going, a little boy going to my, my wife, mommy, to ask permission to give money to my parents so she can say yes or no to it. It's we are partners working together to figure out prayerfully the best way to distribute all of our assets uh, in terms of you know the debts that we have and the charity that we'd like to give. That's something that we have to come to together in prayer. This, then, but then you said, you know, but if she says yes, then I start worrying, well, what if the enemy puts thoughts into my head? Which kind of leads me to think that you're dealing with some scrupulosity as well, where you second and third and fourth and fifth guess yourself uh, and, and really kind of torment yourself about all of this. So my, I have a lot of concerns, Andre, is what I'm trying to say to you. So the short answer is yes, you absolutely have to talk to your wife about this. Um, but beyond that, I would really like you to talk with a pastoral counselor to get an evaluation about the possibility of, of dealing with scrupulosity. I would also uh, you know, like you and your wife to start learning how to pray together and communicate more openly with each other than you have in the past. Uh, and to get those skills, you can start with, with books like uh, Praying For and With Your Spouse uh, that's available at catholiccounselors.com. You can also uh, read How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love, which talks about managing conflict and, and negotiating challenges. But those two books together would be a really big step forward in learning how to pray together about these kinds of decisions and decide together about these kinds of things. Um, again, the titles Praying For and With Your Spouse, The Way to Deeper Love, and How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. I do suspect that it would be helpful to get an evaluation for yourself for, for the, the scrupulosity that I'm picking up on. Uh, and if you'd like to talk with one of our associates, uh, you can contact us through catholiccounselors.com, and that might actually help your overall relationship as well. But yes, you absolutely need to talk to your wife about whether you're going to give that money to your parents or, or how you're going to give that money to your parents. And you're not talking to your wife about it in a way that says, honey, am I allowed to give this money no, to my wife? You're not asking for permission. You're saying, you know, honey, I would like to help my parents out. We have this windfall. Can we talk in pray together about the best way to help them out, but also meet your concerns and our needs uh, and our obligations as a couple. All right, Andre, I hope that gives you a way forward. All right, 877-573-7825. Who's up next, Lisa? We're talking with Brent, who's listening to EWTR Radio in Ohio. Hi, Brent. We've only got a couple of minutes, but I wanted to take your call. What's your question for us? Hi. Uh, yeah, thank you for taking my call. Um, so I struggle with um, an addiction and um, and spent some time in 12-step programs because of that. Okay. And 
with like a really unhealthy sense of boundaries in marriage um, because I was told often like, don't talk to your wife about these things. Like if you're going through something, um, you need to talk to a sponsor or somebody in, you know, the program. Sure. Um, they told um, to not really make recovery decisions with her, to do that on my own, um, that I needed to put my sobriety like before anything, including my marriage. Um, so I have now left those programs behind and I'm really um, trying to develop healthy boundaries with my wife um, from a Catholic perspective and I'm just looking mm-hmm. for some advice on, on how I might do that. Yeah, no, That's a great, wonderful question. great question. Thank you. Yeah, um, so, you know, the intention behind that uh, message from from a twelve step program, you know, if it is is that you know a lot of times when you're an addict, your relationships are unhealthy as well, um, and so it's important to work with somebody who has your sobriety in mind and as and has the experience to be able to support you in that. Um, you know, sometimes sponsors can apply that principle in in, in less than healthy ways, um, you know, because they're not counselors. So, you know, so, so yes, I think in general, you, you want to defer to your mentor, your sponsor, but not exclude your spouse, right? Because your spouse has to be part of your recovery, too. So, you know, as you're moving forward, you know, in, in a sense, our spouse is kind of our first line spiritual director. That doesn't mean that we, we, we don't go for spiritual direction, but it means that we turn to each other for that prayer support, for that counsel. We learn to defer to one another out of reverence for Christ. We talk about all the things, whatever needs to be discussed and prayed about, so that we can support each other as we grow in holiness and, and go toward the Lord. So that involves kind of two things here. Yes, you should be as open as possible with your wife about your recovery issues and all of that, but also she has a responsibility to be strong enough to support you in all of that, right? Which is, again, why sponsors often will say, don't talk to your spouse about this stuff, because if the spouse is unhealthy and the spouse is undermining your sobriety, well, and or they're not, they're not mature enough on their own to support your sobriety, then it can become problematic. So the openness that the sacrament is challenging you to have with your wife comes with it that responsibility to learn how to uh, respond well to that openness so you know if if i guess in practically speaking what that means is you know if you don't feel like your wife could handle something the answer to that is not to not share it with her but to get the appropriate help whether that's from other 12-step groups or counseling or or marriage retreats or whatever to get the appropriate help that would enable both of you to be able to respond to that openness well i hope that makes sense because it's 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 yes you you have to be open with your spouse but you also have to make sure that they're capable of giving you the support that you need to maintain that sobriety and so that that doesn't mean don't tell her things it means get the help that you would need to be able to be as open as you're called to be and through that the sacrament helps to uh, facilitate healing on both a personal and relational level all right, Brent, I hope that that uh, gives you at least some ideas on, on what those boundaries should look like, you know, so that so and in this case, you know, the boundary would be, you know, I want to be more open with you. But in order to do that, I need to make sure that we could handle that level of openness in our relationship. And if not, we need to get the help that's necessary to get it. The boundary isn't I do or I don't share things with you. It's I share the things with you that are appropriate now. And we keep working to get more help so I can share even more with you as we grow stronger and become healthy. 
healthier, holier people. Thanks again for the call, Brent. Great question to go out on. And we've been talking about boundaries. If you've got questions about the boundaries in your relationships or how to set better ones to have healthier, holier relationships, check out the resources I mentioned on today's program at catholiccounselors.com. While you're there, check out more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to transform your marriage, family, or personal life through God's grace. Again, learn more at catholiccounselors.com, then get out there and celebrate the life God has in store for you, because with His grace, there is so much more to life. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio, and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.